This is Elizabeth Carlyle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me today. Today is all about yoga and the breath. In mainstream society, yoga is very popular. In addition to a lot of other exercise routines like cycling, I'd like to talk a little more deeply on the current state of yoga practice, particularly in this country. I am a firm believer in the benefits of Hatha Yoga. I have been a practitioner and teacher of Hatha Yoga for over 25 years. Before yoga had gained its present popularity, I began practicing. I had been running as a regular routine, a regular exercise routine, and I realized that my body needed something more. The the repetitive strides of running produce stress on my joints, and I instinctively realized that stretching was the answer. And so I discovered yoga. And instantly I knew there was the answer I was seeking. Yoga and Ayurveda are sister sciences. Interesting, interestingly enough, I found yoga long before I discovered Ayurveda. Yet the two are undeniably linked. Yoga led me to the answers I was seeking at the time and prepared my way to the introduction of the science of Ayurveda. Yoga prepares the mind and the body to be more receptive to nature. Many of you know that yoga means union, union of body, mind, and spirit. The practice of yoga ultimately is what brings awareness, awareness of consciousness and acceptance of our true nature. There are many different practices of yoga and each of us has to find the appropriate practice for ourselves. However, I adamantly believe that yoga should not be performed as a competitive practice. Completeness or union is the goal, not physical perfection of any posture. The idea is to center on your own practice, to feel and be aware 
of the unity of mind and body, no, no matter how far you can stretch in a pose or an asana. I am not a fan of fast movements in yoga. For most of us, awareness of the body's movements as you go into the stretch is important. But what truly benefits us is the hold of the pose, which connects mind and body. The effort is always gentle. There is no need to force any posture. I believe you need to go to the maximum of your ability, but you don't have to force. The idea is to maintain the hold. Focus on mind and body, on the silence and the stillness of the hold. I personally have been injured on several occasions while running because I've been a runner. That's how I found yoga. Once my large dog turned and jumped on me as I was running, knocking me to the ground. I was injured then. Another time I slipped and fell on cement while running, hurting both my shoulder and my hip, such that it took nearly a year and a half to recover the full flexibility of my right arm. I couldn't even drive well for a time until my shoulder healed. There were many such occasions where my body was extremely injured from accidents. My neck also. From a ride at a fairground, where I was thrown on my head repeatedly as the cab in this ride spun around and around. When I woke up the next morning, I found it difficult to even lift my head because my neck had been so damaged. Each of these incidents... Each and all of these times, what healed my injuries was yoga and yoga stretching. With regular yoga practice, each ligament and muscle repaired itself eventually, but only by regular stretching. Even if I could stretch only an inch in one direction, this would aid the muscle in repair. I would go only as far as I could on any particular day. In addition, I know which asanas are poses 
are necessary to help stretch and repair the tissue, not cause further damage. And that's very important, knowing what poses to perform regularly. By performing these postures on a regular basis, eventually I regained full movement of my injured limbs. Yes, and oiling these areas helped the injured muscles repair as well, and the bone. So don't underestimate the power of yoga stretches to heal the body. But it must be done regularly and with intent. Next is the breath. Of course, life is in the breath. We cannot live without breathing but many of us have difficulty in that area. Ayurveda has many recommendations for sinus congestion, stuffy nose, and allergies. We have used neti for thousands of years to clear up congested breathing. And this neti is followed by nausea. Nausea can be as simple as oils such as sesame oil or ghee or herbal formulations in a base of one of these oils that is just dripped into the nostrils. This serves to lubricate the nostrils following the neti. And neti is just a little salt in warm water that cleans the nostrils and air passages. And for many of us, this is important to be done daily. Nausea or nasal therapy provides a pathway directly to the brain. Nasal herb therapy is used in Ayurveda for healing diseases of the throat, neck, head, and sinuses. Just think, eyes, ears, nose, and throat there are a myriad of disorders that nausea therapy can address. Neck and throat and jaw obstructing, corneal disorders, migraines, disorders of the cranium, the shoulders, the scapula, facial paralysis, and speech disorders stiff neck and headache, and it goes on and on. Nausea therapy benefits all three doshas. 
I like to recommend it for cleansing the pathways of the mind as well. The nose is the direct entrance to the brain. Life force enters the body through the nose. We need to pay close attention to the quality of the breath that enters our body. We can experience more clarity of mind, calmness, and increased ability to focus and concentrate with the use of proper nausea. Medicated nausea, as I mentioned, the herbal nausea, can be performed daily. Just by administering the medicated drops into the nose in the early morning. Specifically, this will relieve phlegm and impurities that tend to block the nasal cavity. Also, only do nausea after brushing the teeth and rinsing the mouth. By doing this, we also contribute to the health of our teeth and our gums. Additionally, one can do nausea before leaving home because it will lubricate and protect the nasal cavity from pollutants in the environment. Even if you are taking an airplane, if you're flying somewhere, using nausea oil before and even during flights is so beneficial. It will calm the mind and relieve the dryness of the cabin air pressure. Nausea oils should not be used on children 12 years or younger. But most of these nausea oils are tridoshic and good for all others. Many people who do not wish to take herbs or medications orally can benefit from nausea or or nasal therapy. It offers immediate results. Remember, it's direct to the brain and can aid tremendously in relieving tension and stress. And in addition, it balances all three doshas. Prana is life force. Prana is in the breath. The body and mind do not function optimally 
if there is insufficient air inhaled through the nasal passages. Do neti to clean out those clogged nostrils to prevent allergies or reduce the allergic symptoms. And use nausea to lubricate and provide clarity of perception. Remember, part of the daily care we need to give our bodies and our minds is through stretching, taking care of the limbs through proper intake of food and proper intake of air. This is what will give us peace of mind and clarity of perception. My affirmation for today is my mind and body are filled with vital life force. My mind and body are filled with vital life force. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, visit my Healing Ayurveda Facebook page. I will be happy to respond to you there. Until next week, blessings.